What's up, world? I am your host, Jay Vass, alongside uh, the co-host for tonight, Ricky White. Hello, peeps. Holy shit. <laughs> Goddamn. I'm sorry. I'm going to ruin the show already. <laughs> so, um, Mr. Lucky's not here today. Um, he got diarrhea, so he was not able to make the show. <laughs> and uh, we cannot afford for him to be coming in and out the fucking bathroom every five seconds. We're going to call him. He's going to be on the toilet. Sitting on the toilet. <laughs> Sitting on the toilet. <laughs> Sitting on the toilet. Remember that fucking video? No. The black chick that was just, she kept just saying, Sitting on the toilet. Sitting on, she was literally sitting on the toilet. Uh -huh. She got like over a million views, got rich off YouTube, <laughs> went so viral. She made five bucks. Speaking of black people, did you hear about this? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so, today's episode, we'll be having a Trump supporter on the show uh, give us a little of insight of what it's like to be a Trump supporter. <laughs> Undercover information on how to be a Trump <laughs> Nah. Um, so, basically, the idea of today's show, um, I'm not a. Trump supporter, but I kind of understand where he's coming from. I just think he's like a bad rapper. He's got a valid point at times, but just a horrible delivery. Uh, the way he says things come out pretty bad. So the idea is to uh, understand why people support him and why they believe in him. Uh, us being from Texas, usually for any Hispanic or, I mean, just really anybody that doesn't like Trump, uh, that's, whenever you hear somebody's a Trump supporter, you automatically think they're racist. And I uh, honestly do not believe that is true. I don't no. find that to be true. No, not always the case. I think I don't think Trump's a racist. I think he just doesn't doesn't view the world through a scientific uh, view. So we'll have um, Blue from uh, Massachusetts on the line and have a couple questions for him so he can give us uh, his point of view of why he supports Trump, why he believes he's good for America. And uh, so today is the President's Day special podcast. Why is he going so, to MAGA? What? The what? MAGA. Make America great again. Oh, thank you. My, no. MAGA. MAGA. That's MAGA. 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 I don't even know what I said there. But anyways, well, shit, uh, let's get this show started. And uh, hope you guys enjoy it. And here we go. Show. Breaking news, little bitches. No, so uh, did you hear about the shooting? Of course you did. Of course. 17 people dead. And you know what pisses me off? <laughs> uh, it goes back to what I said. I'm not a Trump supporter by any means. However, I think uh, the media is fucking stupid. I was reading an article, NBC News, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. 
they said they were pointing out facts about this kid that was a shooter yeah. and one of the facts they pointed out was he was a trump supporter yeah what the fuck that has anything to do with this seemingly nothing <laughs> at all yeah i, I mean it, i don't think that that has anything to do with anything like most trump supporters are just they're decent people they're just hard-working americans you know they just don't uh many of them uh just okay, view trump. the world in a certain okay way. trump <laughs> no, I'm just saying there are there, many of them are hardworking Americans. They just they just view the world in a different manner. I think so. <clears throat> I, I I just don't understand how <sighs> clickbait. Yeah, basically is what yeah. it comes down to. And it, well, in in maybe <sighs> okay. So if I'm playing the little devil's advocate, maybe what they're n what they're not trying to say is that a Trump supporter shot up a school just said this was a fact about him not that it was a a a fact that really makes that that much of a difference but that that was just a random fact like if you just want to know about this guy like everything the amalgamation of everything that makes him who he is like like him shooting up the school um him being a trump supporter doesn't doesn't have anything to do with him shooting up the school but he was a trump supporter yeah you're right and uh that was that was one of the things that pissed me off and uh then i was reading something about could banning guns stop this from happening which i also think that's a stupid ass thing to say because criminals are criminals for a reason so even if you ban guns or or whatever you're trying to ban Uh, they're going to find a way to get their hands on it. So I, just to think that, oh, if we would have banned guns a couple months ago, that would have made things different. I think that's pretty stupid. They would. They would. But I, I, I wouldn't ban all guns either. And I think I think that's a dumb idea. I think I think one of the more intelligent arguments comes from more regulation on those guns, not necessarily banning guns in general, but more regulation on guns, because I, I, I would not take away someone's um, constitutional right to bear arms. I wouldn't do that. But yeah. but having more regulation on guns, I think, is is maybe something that we can look into because because one of the things that a lot of people are bringing up is that we really need to look into mental health, which in in sort of a bubble is is not a bad idea. But I don't think we understand enough about mental health, and I don't think we have enough compassion to deal with that subject to to start to start uh, dictating laws and uh, legislating ideas about. Um, what we should do about mental health. I definitely think taking taking money away from mental health isn't a good thing, but you know, it's it's kind of a tough one. You're always going to have incidents like this. Dude. The one thing that you want to try and do is uh, is cut down on them happening, not 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 delete them from happening because if you could delete them from happening, that would be fantastic, but I I just don't think that you're ever going to do that. Speaking of, I was on my page yesterday. Yeah. And Actually, it was the the Jay Vash show page, and um, my question was, "What the fuck is wrong with people?" You know, because <laughs> when the when the news happened, I was just I, I was just like, "Why? Like, how's your life so horrible that it comes down to this?" And uh, one of my, um, actually, somebody I know, he said, "There's nothing wrong with people. It's been happening for years. It's you know, it's just part of life. People are gonna kill people." And I get it. I get his point. However, I feel like when you say that, you're making it okay. 
you're basically make you're basically saying it's okay it happened because yeah. it's been happening for years. Yeah. So yeah. just let it happen. And no, yeah. it's not okay. No, it's not okay. We 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 do have to do something about this because this is I believe I could be wrong about this, the 17th or 18th uh school shooting of this year. So we're we're having like one a week. <laughs> it's just that, you know, some of them are big enough to where they make make news and stuff, but no, we're having like one a week. So yeah, we we have to do something about this. Yeah, I don't I don't know. That that was my issue when he said that I was like, well, "Oh, so you saying it's okay?" He's like, "No, I'm not saying it's okay. I'm just saying it's been happening for years." I'm like, "But but for you to say that, yeah. You're normalizing it like oh, it's normal. It happens all the time." Yeah. But it shouldn't it shouldn't be that way. Like, yeah. it's not my fault you have a shitty life. You're going to come in here and take my life away for cuz you're being bullied. And so most of this really comes down to parenting. If we stop raising little bitches, then things will be different. Oh, he keeps getting bullied. No, I, I was bullied once when I was when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, in two different occasions. I was in a fourth grade, one third grade actually. Yeah. Third grade, I got bullied by. It was actually a female that was bullying me. Right. I was yeah. talking shit. Um, I got fed up with it. I punched the bitch. And I mean, again, that's not. You, you don't want to handle it that way either. You don't want to become violent. Yeah. But it put an end to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. A couple years later, I was being bullied. Well, actually, three occasions. There was another guy named Edgar when I was living in the valley. Mm-hmm. He used to take my uh, my snacks and shit. Yeah. And uh, he used to always hit me, kick me in the nuts for no fucking reason. Yeah. Uh, until one day I fucking grabbed him by his neck, slammed him on the fucking wall, and kicked him in the nuts. He started crying like a little bitch, and I stopped being bullied. Yeah. Uh, fast forward to something more recent. I was, let's see, I think I was like in... Eighth grade, maybe there was this guy named Craig Playsons. Mm-hmm. He used to be a football player. Everybody was scared of him for whatever fucking reason. One day, Craig comes into class. He's like, "Hey, let me copy your homework." I said, "No." He said, "I said, let me copy your homework." So I said, "No." Yeah. So he grabbed my pencil and he broke it. Mm-hmm. He's like, "I'm not gonna tell you again." Yeah. So I was like, "Whatever, bitch." Like in my head, I was like, "Whatever, bitch." I got another pencil. Yeah. So I pulled out another pencil from my backpack. He's like, "Let me copy your homework." Yeah. So I said, "Man, I told you no." So he grabbed my homework and ripped it. So I got up and he got up. He's like, what you going to do? I punched him, grabbed him, threw him into a desk, made him cry. Left me the fuck alone. Yeah. And it changed him as a person as well. Yeah. Because after that, it seemed like as if other people stopped being scared of him. So he stopped being a bully. Yeah. Now, of course, my parents didn't agree. My parents didn't agree with me being like that. But. It, it was just one of those things that it, it it stopped bullying from happening. Yeah, it showed him that there are consequences to his actions. And and the problem so. with today's kids is we feel sorry for them. Oh, he's getting bullied. Oh, fuck that. Tell him to stand up for himself. That's yeah. the only way to put an end to it. I, I kind of agree with that too. Like with the, with all of the anti bullying campaign, you have to you have to teach the kids as well. That, look, just because someone makes fun of you or says something about you, this is their view on life. Like, that, it, 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 shouldn't, have to, it shouldn't have to impact you. Like, just because someone calls you four eyes or something like that. And why like are you a looking lot at me like that? Laugh. I know I got glasses, but <laughs> why are you going to call me four eyes? I wear, I wear glasses, too, sometimes. <laughs> no, but um, my mom, I'm not saying, I don't even know if the kid was a bully or was being bullied, whatever the case might have been. Um, another issue that I have with this shooting was yeah. normally when a black or Hispanic person do some kind of crime, yeah. uh, you see people on social media pull out their fucking record. Oh, but did you know that Hector, did you know that um, Jermaine 
uh, had a criminal record. They did this, 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 and that. So they picture this person to be a horrible person all their life. Yeah. However, today on Twitter, um, at Matt O'Donnell, he said, an orphan 19-year-old with a troubled past and an AR-15 rifle was charged with 15 counts of premeditated murder in Florida this morning. So they make them... They make sure they throw those words in orphan. an orphan yeah. 19-year-old with a troubled past. Yeah. So we're making basically making him look like, you can't just be too hard on him. You got to understand that he was an orphan and yeah. he had a bad past. Fuck that. Yeah. And see, this is why a lot of black people and a lot of Hispanics feel like we are uh, mistreated in a way because, again, when we do a minor thing... It, they always say, oh, did you know he had this criminal record? Did you know he used to steal? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But as soon as a white person does it, there's an excuse or making them sound like they're not that bad. Oh, yeah. They have a reason for it. Yeah, it's a psychological view on it. So so because the person is white or something like that, and you you tend to you tend to look at them in a more favorable manner. So so if they do something if they do something in the same way that someone else does, it's kind of like like a lot of people were thinking with Barack. Like when they were saying that um, when Barack was elected president, and a lot of people were saying, "Well, um, it would it would show that the world it shows that America's not racist because they elected a half black president." Well, I mean, in a sense, also in another sense, like may, maybe there there would be a sense in which you wouldn't give Barack as much leeway as you would another president because like Barack's not, you know, white. Word. So so I think that's where that sort of comes from. So I think they're sort of viewing the this. I think they're sort of viewing it in a psychological manner where they don't understand that they're actually doing that. And they're, and they're sort of viewing it as like. Like this guy, this guy was still a kid, and like if he yeah. if he's nineteen years old, and, and you and you tend to favor him a little bit more, he's still a kid. But if he's nineteen years old and you don't favor him, he's a grown adult. Yeah, you know. So, uh, you know, since, since we're hitting that topic, I yeah. think uh, next week uh, we're gonna have a episode where we bring uh, we have a special guest next week, a friend of ours, and we're gonna talk about uh, racism and um, inequality. So um, just, you know, giving people a heads up of what we got coming up with that. Um, but so uh, long story short, we're going to have um, a party on that day. That's right. <laughs> uh, so long story short, um, you know, we have on the line a f- uh, family member of mine who is a Trump supporter. Uh, and again, the idea is not to bash Trump supporters, not to bash Trump the president not at all and it's not to bash legal immigration whatever we might talk about that is not the idea no, the yeah. idea is to get a point of view from from you know because sometimes like i said earlier when you're a trump supporter people don't really give you the opportunity to explain why you're a trump supporter yeah yeah so the idea for today's episode is to give somebody that opportunity yeah. so we can get a better understanding of why they support him yeah. instead of just screaming racist racist yeah and um, so, hope you guys enjoy the interview. And um, here it goes. All right, Lou, can you hear me? I can. Lou, how you doing? Doing wonderful. You're doing wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> We're doing good, man. This crazy Texas weather. How's the weather over there right now? The weather is not bad today. It's actually pretty nice. Nice. Rainy, but it was warm, 56. It's warm. 
Jeez. Oh, uh, see, over here is like 60-something right now. Yeah, we're at 60. And it was 30-something. like 60-something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it was 30-something like a couple, of, couple of days ago. Yeah. It's that crazy Texas weather. <laughs> Can't figure itself out. Ah, uh, Lou, so uh, the reason we got you on the show today, as I was saying on the intro to the show, uh, it is not to bash um, the president. It's not to bash the fact that you support him. And it's just to educate people and, and to get the point of view from somebody that supports Trump. Yeah. Uh, simply because here in Texas, if, if you say you support Trump, you automatically get called a racist without <laughs> giving a chance to, you know, to explain why you support him. So with saying that. Um, well, it's the same thing in Massachusetts. If you support Trump in Massachusetts, you're a racist and a bigot. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, that's what I was thinking. I'm sure you get that all over the country. So. I thought you would be. I thought if you supported Trump in Texas, you'd be a hero. No man, on average more so. I do, on average more so. I think. Well, well, I well yeah, know. but Boston, I mean, Boston's fairly conservative place. I think. So, so you know that again. That's the idea of of today's episode, just to um, get a different perspective and give somebody a chance to explain why they support him. Uh, without yeah. being interrupted and being called racist or or whatnot, again yeah. the the idea is to try to educate people, Listen and not educate. to not to call anybody. Oh, you're dumb for supporting him, or you're or you're dumb not for support to not support him or whatnot. Um, so um, I guess we'll get started. Um, why why Trump? Why did you vote for Trump? Because he wasn't a career politician. Simple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, Tired so, of the same old, same old career politicians who haven't done anything in their life other than give false promises to the American people. All right, fair enough. And um, so why do you feel, why should anyone trust Donald Trump to help people uh, who are suffering in, in our economy here in the United States? Why? Uh-huh. Why not? We've, we've put faith in the Democrats... <laughs> Uh, for 50, 60 years, and they've turned some of the greatest cities to the largest slums. Um, I think any career politician who, where their living is going to be based just on being a career politician and not actually physically getting out there into the corporate world, um, they have agendas, and that's to appease the people and tell them what they need to hear to keep getting elected to, um, um, to build their personal wealth with hidden agendas and to line their own pockets. And this guy's already a billionaire. And uh, what does he have to gain? I mean, there's only so much money a person needs. So what does he have to gain by being the president other than trying to hopefully make a difference? I think, I and, think, uh, I think he could gain another accomplishment, though, you know? Like, like by being well, the president. Well, another accolade, you know, saying I'm the president. I mean, that's a huge <laughs> hell of an compliment accolade. to yourself. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think at some point in your life, I don't know, I can't speak for him, but I, I, I would think somewhere in, in someone's life, they would feel that they've made all this money, they've accomplished everything else in their life, and maybe it's time to give back. And I feel like that's what he was at is his point in his life that he's been so successful. He's been a contributor and a donator to all these politicians who make all these promises. And I think he got to a point in his life where he said, I've had enough. Like every other American, um, I've had enough. 
and it's time for some change. I've donated to your campaigns. I see what you're all about. And I really want to see America be great again. I, I truly believe he believes that. And, and by America being great again, what exactly do you think he means by that? Well, my definition of making America great again is that we become a um, a leader in technology, a leader in exporting, a, a leader in manufacturing, a leader in taking care of our people, um, a leader in fixing the health care problem, you know, a leader in um, making sure our education system is the best in the world. We're not the best in the world. Everybody thinks we're the best in the world, but we don't lead in the education department. We're not leading in those other arenas. And he wants us to be great again. He wants us to lead. At one time in, in the Industrial Revolution, the, America was leading the world. We've yeah. fallen behind. Yeah. We invented the car. We invented... Um, Henry Ford invented the assembly line. We've invented all these things, the skyscrapers. Everything is basically started here in America, all this ingenuity, um, forward thinking, and it's kind of died. And uh, so he's trying to bring that back uh, to America, pride, making America again. is not just about that. It's also about materialistic things. It's also about having pride in who we are and where we come from. Yeah, because see, we we were uh, we were just talking about this be before we called you. How uh, I think some of the things he says, he 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 doesn't mean it the way they come out. I think the biggest issue with with some people is they take, not just people, but the media has a lot to do with it. Uh, they twist what he says and just make it sound horrible. Like I, I don't like, think he's. I don't think he can articulate exactly what he wants to say. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> I, I, if I had to describe Trump, he'd be what I call a bull in a china shop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, he, there's no white gloves to him, and uh, and they just take things out of context. So, um, again, the media has a lot to do with that, and, you know— the fact that he always calls certain media's fake news or whatnot. Um, what do you what do you consider an unbiased source of political information? Like what Fox or what 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 channel or what what media source do you go to? I go to Fox News, but I I go to Fox News. I in the morning I read MSN News. I try to read all the news, whether it be CNN. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me where the news source is. I feel that I'm educated enough that I'm listening from different sources that I can make an educated, uh, an evaluation of what I'm hearing for the news. I'll, I'll give you an example. You got to shoot him today in, in, in um, Florida. You know, it, it's, it's just awful what happened. And here yeah. he is, he's talking, right? He's talking about mental health. And all the media plays is, all he talks about is mental health. All he talks about is mental health. And then they put that mother on there and who's saying, you need to do, and she's, you know, her daughter was killed, and all she does is talk about gun control. So all you're hearing is these two messages, health control. Trump, what are you doing about our kids? You need to, you need to send the, uh, uh, solve the gun problem. So they're playing that mother's feelings and her loss and all that against him in that one statement, we need to address mental health. Yeah, yeah. I, I, feel, I feel by them constantly playing those two messages, it's biased. Yeah, it makes Listen, it seem like we can't do um, both of them or address both situations, you know? I mean, or look into I, I believe both in the Second Amendment. I believe that people have the right to bear arms, whether oh, they want to carry AR 15 or AK 47. 
By all means, I have nothing against it. Listen, people kill people driving drunk. Should we ban cars? <laughs> Good point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it's a- not, The problem isn't the weapons. It's, it's not the guns. It's not the cars. It's not the alcohol. It, the problem is we've become a society because when we start, you know, I don't know what generation changed, but every kid had to get a trophy whether they were first place or last place. Well, listen, we've got to stop coddling kids because it's not working. Listen, you lost. Yeah, better try harder next time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. See, we were just talking about that. That, you know, we're too concerned about, oh, like he's being bullied or, or, oh, like you just said, everybody gets a trophy now for trying. Like, no, like you just, it starts with parenting, I think. It does start with parenting. And the problem is, uh, even the the judicial system today, these, these guys are out there committing crimes and they get, what, probation? You got a pee in a cup? There, there, there are no consequences anymore for people's actions. So what do they expect society to do? Listen, you can have all the gun control you want. You ain't going to stop guns. Look at all the money we spend on the DEA and uh, all the law enforcement to stop heroin in this country. Has it worked? Absolutely not. Yeah. So speaking of that, um, one of Donald Trump's biggest, um, or at least something that got played a lot, was the fact that he wants to build this wall. And uh, recently, didn't he make like a deal that he wants like $25 billion to build the wall in exchange to giving some dreamers like 200 or 200,000 or 2 million dreamers um, their citizenship? But uh, basically, that, that... that money was supposed to come from Mexico. How do you feel the fact that he said Mexico was going to pay for that wall, but now we're going to have to pay out of our pocket? Well, <laughs> I I think Mexico should pay for it. Uh, and But my, I don't know his logic or what his thinking was, but when he says Mexico was going to pay for it, I didn't, I didn't, when he ran his campaign on that, I didn't believe that he, that Mexico was going to cut a check to us to pay for the wall. That was never my thought. My thought was, process was, is they're going to pay for it one way or another, you know, maybe more indirectly than directly, whether it be tariffs or, you know, you're sending money back to your family um, and and we're going to, you know, your your Western Unionist money, we're going to add a tax to that. So that would be more indirectly versus, hey, you're going to write us a check for this wall. So I think when he says Mexico is going to pay for it, I think he meant more of an indirect way versus, hey, the government's going to cut us a check. Oh, yeah, how they were saying the, the taxes on avocados and shit coming in, we're gonna, it was going to be different or whatnot. So that that's kind of, again... Like skyrocket that, or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. Now, do you honestly think this wall is going to stop illegal immigrants from coming over or, or stop drug smuggling? Well... I really don't think it's going to, I think it will stop. I believe the wall will stop the average uh, illegal immigrant or, or s- slow down the flow. When it comes to drug dealers, <laughs> they have a lot of money to uh, think outside the box and use some ingenuity to accomplish their mission. Do I think that's going to stop it? No. Could it slow it down? Yes. Yeah. So you don't you don't feel like the wall is really a waste of time and a waste of money? 
Well, you got to do something. You know, there's a lot of, you know, not just about illegal immigrants. There's a, We have a lot of enemies in the world that want to kill us due to our religious beliefs yeah. over here and our freedoms that we have. And in, 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 in Mexico is the greatest way for those um, that the Mexican border is the greatest place for those people to cross to cause havoc on our country. It is, but I think... So, I mean, is it worth the wall? If that one wall stops one terrorist who's carrying a dirty bomb, is the wall worth it? Absolutely. Will that wall possibly stop somebody from there? We'll never know. But is it worth... Would you rather try and fail or fail to try and then the consequences are too late? Yeah, All right, good point, yeah. I don't. I mean. I mean. I think we've. I think as it concerns terrorism, I think we've done a really good job of stopping terrorists, though. Like for we've as much. We've done a as, great job. Yeah, I think we've done a really but, good job about that. I don't know that the wall would really. I think the wall is just another step, but you do gotta. You do gotta slow down this. We listen. I have nothing against anybody immigrating to this country. My wife is Mexican. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. to Julio. <laughs> yeah. My father-in-law came here illegally and raised seven great children who have all become extremely successful and are a great, wonderful people. Mm-hmm. But at some point, if you, even if you talk to them, they still think there should be some control on illegals coming here. I, I agree because we're paying for it as taxpayers. Yeah. See, that's what, um, in a couple of weeks, we're going to bring some um, DACA and some dreamers to the show. And we were having this conversation on Monday. Uh, we were talking about how, um, well, I'm, I'm sure y'all guys heard about it. There was a guy here in Texas that had been living here for 37 years. He was a dreamer and he got deported and people were just losing their mind about how, well, he's been here all his life. Why is he being deported? My issue with that is you had 37 years to become legal. Why didn't you? Well, that's my point. <laughs> Listen, come here. But you know what? 37 years. I mean, there's a word that I call for that. It's called pro- procrastination. Yeah. Yeah, because that's that's too... That's just... Too comfortable. The problem is they become too comfortable. Listen, come to the country. We need your skills. You, you, a lot of them want to do jobs that Americans don't want to do. Why? Because we're absolutely lazy. <laughs> um, and come to America... You know, let's do do it the right way. Let's get you a social security number. Let you let you pay taxes. Let you be a productive member of society. And uh, I'm all good with that. I'm not against anybody coming here legally. It's just the illegal because now they drain on the system. They go into the emergency room because they don't have insurance. Well, guess who's paying for it? Us taxpayers. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. See, what I, I think we should actually do is we should take every illegal person who's here. And we should start restricting uh, flow as it comes in, as it comes down to uh, uh, when it when it comes down to a situation in which we can we can just no longer take in more people. But as for the illegal people who are here, I think it's okay to let them go ahead and stay here because if we if we went ahead and let them stay here, and then we make them a legal citizen of the country, then they start paying taxes. We have them on books, and and I think we're okay. I think we're okay as it goes because I don't I don't I don't think that they drag down the economy as much as people would like to think. Um, I think I think they do when they're legal. But when they're not, if we if we went ahead and made them legal, I think we'd be okay. Because typically, well, here's here's a here's a concern I have is 
you just can't make a broad statement like that. I think there'd have to be some type of requirements. They'd have to prove that they've been working at a job for so long yeah, and that they would have to approve. I think there should be a time stamp. If a person's been here six months, uh, I don't think they deserve citizenship. But if, they, if we say, hey, you've been here more than five years, you've been a productive member of society, and you haven't been a felon, and you haven't caused, you know, um, hate crimes or violent crimes, then yeah, you you could be a great member to our society. But if you, there's going to be some type of criteria versus a, a blank checkbook saying if you've been here, you're illegal. We're going to take you in. Yeah, I get. I, well, with the felon thing, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, I, I think. I, I mean, whenever... as, a pro- as a productive member of society, I think it, I think it sort of depends because it, it, as long as you're out there trying to get a job and trying to do okay, I think you're doing okay because many of the many of the people who come in, they're legals. They're going to be on the sort uh, the sort of lower um, lower class portion of our of our economy. So I don't think that they drag down the the average American, because I think they're, I think they're like they're the sort of percentage of our economy and the percentage of our total wealth. I don't think that they're taking up too much of that. So I think that's okay yeah. as long as they're not committing crimes. Like, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. So. And uh, we just talked about uh, having to pay taxes or whatnot. How do you feel about Donald Trump not paying his taxes? Well, what taxes did he not pay? I'm not his accountant, so I don't know. But <laughs> I do under some part of it. I can understand, especially when the Democrats are saying, "Well, he didn't pay his fair share of taxes." Well, I'm in the real estate business, and guess what? When you buy a building and you have a cost basis of that building, you're allowed depreciation of that building. So what happens is they depreciate that building over 27 years because of the tax code. So if you have all this real estate and you start doing your depreciation and you've got your repairs and all your expenses, and then they take that against your gross pay, and now that knocks your gross down to a different tax bracket, and you're paying in that tax bracket, that doesn't mean you're not paying your taxes. It means you took the proper deductions that you are allowed to by law. But they like to spin it to say he didn't pay taxes. No, he just paid in a lower tax bracket, but you're saying he made all this money. You're right, he made all this money, but after all his depreciation and his expenses, he was in this tax bracket, and those are the taxes he paid. So it's really this spinning it um, to their own benefit to say, look at all oh, the rich just keeps getting richer. Listen, this guy came into the White House a millionaire, the Clintons came into the White House with what, four hundred thousand, five hundred thousand dollars in the bank, and now they're worth a hundred million dollars. So you tell me who's the corrupt ones in paying taxes? Yeah, yeah. I, I think the biggest issue with with that was the fact that he didn't want to show his his tax records. I think that's what made it a bigger issue. Listen, than- I, I understand that, um, and as Americans, we want to see his tax records, tax records, but. I personally don't want to see his tax records. I could really care how much he's making. And you know what? He could have business deals that are going on where that could hurt his business by showing his tax records. So as far as I'm concerned, um, I'm okay with it. It doesn't really bother me. What do I care about is what's the moral fabric on the person and what's his agenda? Is he coming into the White House to uh, for personal gain or is he coming to the House White House 
for per, a personal sacrifice to make his country better than he loved. And I believe that was the message he gave me. That's what I believe in. I believe in draining the swamp. I believe in putting your country before yourself when you get to those positions. And I feel a lot of our politicians have completely forgot that. Yeah. So uh, let me let me ask you this, Lou. Uh, in your mind, uh, we have a question here. It was given by our friend Raul. It said, "On your mind, what's the most efficient and least efficient precedent, and what policy sets them apart?" Well, I would have to say Jimmy Carter was probably one of the least efficient. Um, I, I I I didn't think he was a great leader. And I think Roosevelt and Truman were probably two of our greatest presidents. Other than, I mean, we've had a lot of great presidents. Honestly, we wouldn't be a great, we wouldn't be where we are today if we didn't have great presidents. But we've had some great ones, and weak ones. But if I had to pick, it'd be Roosevelt and Truman for great, proficient um, presidents. And then Jimmy Carter would be my weaker president of choice. And, and it says, uh, what policy sets them apart? Well, you got to look at Truman and Roosevelt. World War II, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was a tough one. <laughs> you know, they uh, America was bombed in Pearl Harbor. Our military was, our Navy was destroyed. And they had to rally the American, Roosevelt had to rally the American people, you know? Um, to me, that's, that's, that's amazing and restructure America to be a war machine. Jimmy Carter, what was the Iran hostage was I, Jimmy, I believe, uh, don't call me on this. I'll look it up real quick, but I believe <laughs> Carter was there an Iran hostage, right? Yeah. This one, this one's is kind of tough a question. It's kind of yeah. like a U.S. history essay question. <laughs> well, I, I like history. So, uh, yeah, Carter was uh, on January 20th, 1981, minutes after Carter's term ended, 52. So he was uh, he was part of uh, the Iran-Contra uh, crisis. And I felt at that point we were, uh, I don't think he was a strong leader. And I think it went on for way too long. And then, um, let's see here. So, uh, you being a uh, Marine... Um, Remember when, well, of course you remember, but whenever the whole national anthem thing happened with the NFL, yeah. um, one of Trump's things was athletes need to stick to uh, sports, this, this, and that. Um, how do you how do you feel about athletes, you know, taking a knee during the national anthem? Well, being a former Marine and serving in the military and been around the world and seen the sacrifices that men and women make in uniform. I feel um, when the national anthem's playing that all men and women should uh, stand up. Um, my concern with these athletes, my personal opinion is when I'm going to a football game and I'm a paying customer, I'm going to watch a game, I'm not there to hear your political views. There's a time and place to protest. Um, I believe in the right to protest. I believe in the freedom of speech. I believe in all that, but I believe there's a time and place for it. And the thing that bothers me the most is if I'm, if I'm a paying customer to go to a football game, I am not paying for you to hear your political beliefs. You're not hearing, you're not listening to me about what plays I sh you should play next. 
<laughs> so why should I have to hear about your political beliefs? If you want to protest after the game and on your own time, by all means, have at it. I just thought it was a, it was the in, I thought it was the wrong place and time. And honestly, um, if it wasn't for men and women in uniform who serve our country and protect our freedoms, you wouldn't have freedom of speech. You wouldn't have freedom to protest. You wouldn't have um, the freedom to burn the flag. You wouldn't have all those freedoms if it wasn't for those people. And that national anthem represents the struggles and losses and victories to what's made this country where it is today. So for anybody to kneel during that, to say you're oppressed, I'm sorry. It's just wrong. Are you, are you not maybe a little sympathetic uh, to, their, um, to their views on uh, police uh, injustices? Well, you really want to get me fired up on that? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Listen, here's my thing with Trayvon Martin, right? Yeah. The kid got shot. I feel bad for him. But listen, he wasn't innocent. Yeah, should he have been shot? Probably not. But he also attacked the police officer. Listen. Well, if, no, no, no. Tra play Tra with fire. Tra 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 Trayvon was the one with uh, George Zimmerman. George yeah, you're right. So that yeah. one's correct. What's the one up in up was it in Ohio? Uh, something Brown. Malcolm Brown. Wow. Malcolm Brown. That was the one that started the movement, right? His mother started the movement. I believe so. Yeah. So, like, he, I mean, he just assaulted somebody. <laughs> grocery store, right? Uh, uh, the gas uh, station. Um, yeah. Um, the gas station. He assaulted him. Then the plot. The police officer seen him. And he, he wanted to talk to him, and then he ch uh, charged the car, and and that's when the police officer opened fire after he got out of the car. I believe that's what I remember. Um, and I apologize about the name incorrection, but for some reason, Trayvon's always in my head, but it okay. was Brown. Yeah. I mean, listen, if you play with fire, you're going to get burned. Now, yeah. do I think uh, there is some police brutality? Yes. Um, do I feel that it should be corrected? Yes. But a lot of these times, these people that are getting shot, the media doesn't want to tell the whole story about what got them to that point. It wasn't because they were out in the fields picking daisies. <laughs> no. They were in a compromising position doing some compromising things that led up to them being pulled over. Yeah, see, that's that's my issue with it. It, it Again, goes back to the media. I feel like... People put themselves in some shitty situations that they shouldn't be in. And one I I personally believe one of the biggest issues here in America is people don't take responsibility for their own actions. We're so I agree. we're so quick to turn around and say, Oh, it's because I'm Hispanic. Oh, it's because I'm black. Oh, like there's always an excuse behind it. But we, we fail to realize that we shouldn't have put ourselves into that situation uh, about a, oh, for example, just yesterday, it was on the news, uh, illegal immigrant kid uh, beat up a, a girl and they called the cops on him and he got detained and obviously he's going to get um, deported. So the students were protesting that that was not right. But wait, I think it is right. He just beat up a female. Exactly. Why do we feel Without sorry for him? Without doing any jail. So well, he didn't well, do a little well, time in jail what, and then get deported. I believe he was in high school. Not, not ex I think he was like 17 years old. See, I don't know that he needs to be deported at 17, though, because he's a kid. But, but again, he put himself in that situation. I got you, but I mean, he's, he's it, 17. Like, I, I know people down here that, 
They know they're here illegally. Mm-hmm. They know they don't have a driver's license. Yeah. Why the hell are you drunk driving? Yeah. Yeah. If you're drunk Why driving you and stuff up? like that, I completely agree. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, Why you, are you selling drugs? You put yourself in that situation and we're so quick to turn around and, and blame everybody but ourselves. Sure, sure, sure. And then we want to see a poor 17-year-old. Yes, yes. And just like, oh, for example, just this guy that shot, shot up the school in Florida, we were just reading that it, they called him a, an orphan 17-year-old with a troubled past. Like, they want, you to make, they want you to make you feel sorry for them. But why? Yeah. Well, because it, it, that, that goes down to a whole idea of what makes him, what makes him shoot up a school. So, so we're, we're, we're giving, we're making it sound like it's okay. Like it's okay. He had a trouble pass. No, 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 no. That's what it comes. No, 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 no. It comes down to understanding because you can, you can understand that somebody did something wrong. You can, and, and you can feel bad for them, but, but at the same time, you still make them pay for what they did. Those are, those I don't are feel sorry for him. I believe see, he deserves I, I, whatever he got coming to him. He took away innocent people's lives. I, I know. I, 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 it's not easy to feel bad for people like that. I, I totally get that. But but at the same time, like, what made him do what he did? Like, I wouldn't shoot up a school. So that that's a that's a that's an intellect that is completely different than mine. So therefore, therefore, it sort of makes me wonder, like, what what made him who he is? You know. And there has to be some too, sort of I genetic. Much, there has to I be think, some sort of mental was, disposition there. That that I made think there him. There was too much grief in his life. There was too much grief. He couldn't handle the loss of being adopted. Then his father died. Then his mother dies. He's he's been a completely abandoned his entire life. I mean, I, I guess, but at the same time, like certain people who are in that situation don't. And then you would still feel bad for him because you're you're wondering like you weren't in that situation, you know. Yeah. No, I understand that, but you know, at some point, you got to look at your situation in life, and you could be in dire strait. But at some point, you got to pull up your big boy pants and make the right choices here. Oh, I agree. I agree. That's that's what that's what we should tell people um, that they should do: take a take, uh, sort of personal autonomy. But at the same time, I don't like. People, people are wired differently. Some people are just wired differently. They just, they just have a, uh, just a different uh, mental uh, composition than other people do. It's true, but a lot of it's got to do with society too, and we're too, we're, we're too busy coddling everybody instead of learning to teach them to be stronger, more independent, learn how to deal with uh, tragedies in your life and positive things in your life and negative things in your life and how you build from positive and negatives to become better people. I mean, really, in my opinion, the true measure of a man is not when he's on top. It's when he crashes to the bottom, he picks himself up, he dusts himself off, and he climbs back to the top. That's the true treasure uh, measure of a man, not when he's already on top and hasn't had any negatives in his life, any tragedies, any anything that throws them off track because it's easy to be on top and it's easy to keep moving forward. But it's when you get kicked down and you're laying on the ground and you're dusty and you brush yourself off and you say, you know what? I'm not going to let anything detract me from being on top. I'm not going to let anything stop me from being focused or being successful. I'm going to dust myself off and I'm going to climb to the top. That's the true uh, measurement of a man. 
Oh, I agree. And and I, I but I'm at the same time I'm not sure that everybody's born with that sort of motivation, that sort of uh strive for survival that I'm not sure that everybody's born with the same sort of level of strive for survival. So I don't I don't know. It makes no, me, it I, does I, make I me feel bad for this that, guy. Uh, yeah. I, I I I agree with that statement, but yeah. uh, but we no, I agree. We have to we have to push off this idea of self worth and self autonomy, and you know, um, you know, busting your ass. Here's a problem. You know, this is what I love about capitalism. Mm-hmm. You know, people like the socialist thing, but I what I like about capitalism is it 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 it, it makes you get those creative juices going. If you want to be successful, you can be successful. You got to roll up your sleeves. You got to work hard. You got to save your money, and you got to think outside the box, and you got to figure out how your money can work for you. That's what's great about capitalism. That's the part that I love about it too. But the but the, the see the part that I worry about capitalism that I think a lot of other people worry about it as well is. So, so in a capitalistic society, which is it's not a bad it's not a bad system, and I'd still go with capitalism, just just with a dash of socialism in there. I think if we could, if we could get everybody healthcare, I think I'd be okay with the the rest being sort of capitalism. And then um, I'm okay with that too. Yeah. I can agree with that. If statement. we can get everybody healthcare, and we can get people like food, but but not lobster, not lobster and shrimp. You're eating like bologna and you know chicken. <laughs> you're eating the cheap stuff. You're yeah, not, you don't get you don't eat ribeyes unless you work your ass off. I mean, unless you work. I hard. can give you a fine example. I'm a landlord. I own a lot of properties, and I have a lot of Section Eight tenants. Okay. Oh yeah. Some of these tenants only have to pay fourteen, fifteen dollars a month. Yeah. Maybe fifty dollars a month. Yeah. Listen. I have to hunt them down for that $14. And I got to hear every sob story in the under the sun why they don't have their $14 or their $15. But let me tell you, oh, yeah. they never go without Chinese food. Yeah. They never go without cigarettes. And they never go without marijuana. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe there's, I, I view that as at the same time as maybe you were gifted with a sort of mental makeup that these people just weren't, you know? That's always a. Does that does that mean we should pay for their shortcomings? Exactly. That's how I, I feel. I mean, but do you want them to die? Would you? Is that is that? No, okay? I don't want them to die. But listen, if you're gonna get if you're gonna get handouts from me, because I'm working seven days a week. You know what's funny is tenants will say to me, "Boy, you got it made. You got a nice truck. You, you, you know, you own properties." It's like, listen, do you really want my life? I work seven days a week, yeah. twelve hours, yeah. fifteen hours a day. Listen. When I first started, I was only making minimum wage before at another job before I became a landlord. I saved my money, but guess what I did? I ate cans of tuna fish and ramen noodles, and I saved my money, and I bought my first house. And oh, then yeah. I saved more money, and I bought my next house. I made sacrifices. Yeah. The problem is people want to be successful, but they don't want to make any sacrifices. Oh, yeah. They don't want to sacrifice. Listen, yeah. no one's going to hand it to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree, man. So you want to be on, you need a helping hand. We got to help people sometimes. I agree. But listen, you want to be on welfare? You want to get Section 8? We're going to drug test you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Why can't you be drug tested? The guy who's working a hard job, 50, 60 hours driving a truck or doing this, or is in the plumbing unit, or is in this job, or is a nurse or a doctor, they're getting drug tested and they're working. But yet you're embarrassed because you're going to get drug tested? Listen, you're getting free money. They're paying, they're working for you to stay home. Yeah. If they're getting drug tested, why can't you get drug tested? 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm not averse to that. I'm not. I'm, yeah, not, I'm, a, I'm okay not averse with the whole drug test. I'm, I think I'm kind of okay with that. Because it's, like, it's like you said, if they can afford to buy their weed, if they can afford to buy their cigarettes, they can afford to buy their beer every week. Then they can afford to pay those fourteen dollars. They know so how to too, play the system. Theory. I mean, there's no checks and balances in the system. We should help people. I agree. I'll tell you the people that really get hurt the most. Yeah. And it really kind of burns my butt is the elderly. So what happens is these elderly people, the great generation, right? They work their butt off to build this country what it is, right? They they sacrifice, they raise their families, they, they made this country what it is. They get their measly Social Security check with their measly Social Security raises, and they get left behind. Like we got all these young people who don't want to work, and they're collecting SSI. They're getting fuel assistance, Section 8, because they're breeding three, four kids with three, four different daddies. And we're taking care of them, and they're living. But our poor elderly who made the future, who paved the way for us people of our age to have a better life, we're leaving them behind. Yeah. 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 I think I mean I don't I don't think that those two things are exclusionary. I think we can I think we can help both of them. I think we can. I think we have enough resources. I think we to can, but there's gonna be checks and balances. But listen, you got politicians gotta stop worrying about gaining votes and getting their job back. Yeah. Listen, yeah, I completely being a leader agree with that. is about making hard decisions. If you're gonna make a hard decision, you're not gonna make everybody happy. But listen, guess what, folks? We're gonna help you out, but you're gonna be on welfare. We're gonna do uh we're gonna do drug testing and once every once a year, we're going to do surprise visits because we're going to make sure that who you says living there is living there. We want to make sure your baby's daddy's not living here and you're getting <laughs> that extra income in and you're getting your rent paid in full of rent. We're going to have checks and balances so that our money is spent appropriately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so if those people, so if those people, um, uh, test positive for the, uh, if they test positive uh, for those tests, uh, so do you just take them off of um off of No, uh, I don't think you should just throw them off the system. I think there should be a set of rules set in place. Yeah. First offense, this is your punishment. Second offense, this is your punishment. Third offense, you're terminated. Yeah. 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 Th- there was a job where um I used to work at where if you got drug you got random drug tests, if you failed, they would let you, they would ask you, Hey, do you want to work for us? Yes. Okay, well, uh, we have a program that you can get on. There, we're gonna we got the right to randomly drug test you for the next six months, and if you pass that, then you're good to go. The job is yours. But if you fail again within those six months, then you lose your job. And it was a good paying job. Yeah. So I mean, it, I think it'll be it should it should be around the same thing. Like, hey, okay, you messed up, but we're gonna give you another opportunity to get it right. If you can't get it right this time, then you obviously don't want our help. You don't want to be helped. I think so too. My only issue would be okay. So, so I think of a world theoretically where everyone busted their ass. If everyone got out there and just busted their ass, we would still have people who would who would suffer because that's just how the economic system works. That's just how our capitalistic system works. You know, because for those who gain, if someone gains, someone has to lose. That is the that is the rule in capitalism. If someone gains, there has to be a loss somewhere. So if everyone went out there and busted their ass as, as hard as they could, which which I totally wish that we couldn't, and we need to push that idea across that everybody should do that. But even if everybody did that, uh, there would still be people who would suffer, and there would still be people who are poor, you know. So so therefore, but it's it's been like that since the beginning of man. Oh yeah, yeah. 
You're not going to change it. Not every one of us can live in a mansion, and not all no, of us no, are going to no. live in grass huts. Oh, without question, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, the but, that, but is, that's why that's why I think we still have to have those. Uh, we 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 always have to have those social programs to help these people out. They do, but they have to be make sure that it's properly used so that the the right people get it, and that we cut out the fraud. I'm telling you, there's a lot of fraud. Oh yeah, there's a hun- there's a there's a crap load of fraud, but but when we say the right people, well, why crack down on it? If they crack down on it, the Democrats will lose their votes. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, well, well, yeah, in a sense, um, if they're doing it because of the votes, you know, which well, which I, I mean, which that's I'm their sure, voter base. Think yeah, about yeah, yeah. all those DACA kids. If the, if the Dem- think about it, if all those DACA kids. Uh, two million of them, if that's the exact number, get yeah. get their citizenship because the re- uh, Democrats are fighting for them. That's yeah. two million more votes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but, well, that's a, well, that's that's like a thing that helps you, but it's not necessarily the the reason why you're doing it. They could uh, there. There's many Democrats who could be doing it for that reason, but there's also many Democrats who could just believe that that the DACA kids should should be allowed to have citizenship. You know. Well, my theory is give a man a fish, feed him for a day. Teach a man a fish, feed him for life. Oh, yeah, I agree. But yeah. but some people you know, can't be taught just, to fish. Uh, some people can't again, be taught to fish. Like, <sighs> you know, I mean, we just, people are going to be accountable. I mean, honestly, I love democracy. I love voting. Yeah. But there are some flaws in it. And, you know, if it was up to me and I could redesign the system, yeah. my system for the U.S. government would be this. There is no elections. There is nothing. Everybody, you have to have a minimum credit score of 700. You can never been a felon. Um, you have to be a good outstanding citizen. You can never have filed bankruptcy. You just have to have good financial skills, a hard worker, good credit score, good, you know, good moral background. And you put your name in like the selective service. And guess what? They do a lottery. Every four or six years, they pull that number, and you get the plumber going in to be a congressman. You get the doctor to be a congressman. You get the lady, the people that work at Best Buy. You get all different walks of life of people in there to leave this country with different perspectives versus these people that are uh, ultra-rich or or completely politically uh, connected Getting yeah. into these positions and preaching about how they love the American people and we're here for you. Listen, you may have in the beginning, but if you've been here more than four to six years, you are so detached yeah. from the average American, you have no clue what you're talking about. Oh, so completely. please, stop feeding us a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, I, yeah. I think the system. I think the system tends to corrupt people as well. Because I, I think if you took all those, all these politicians that you have in there right now, and you replace them with like the average Joe, uh, Joe Blow, down the road, I, I think the system would corrupt them in a sense to where they would, they would be much like the politicians. I don't think you would have much of a. And that's why you there. can't have long terms, and you can't listen. Get rid of the donors. Listen, you want to run for election? This is the way it is. You know. <laughs> We pay a little bit more in taxes or something, but you want to run for election, you get $200,000. Everybody gets a certain amount of money, and guess what? You can't get any donations. You got $200,000 to run your campaign that's coming from the government to run your your campaign, and then when you get elected, you don't get no donations, no donor money, no special interest, nothing. Yeah, yeah, I I completely agree with that. that. I think that's a great way to go. 
I think that's a great way to go. I just don't. Ooh, I just. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I don't. I don't think it would work out like you. Like you. You would want it. I think that's a great, great idea, though, man. I really do. I just. I just. No, I mean, it can't. It can't be any worse than what we're doing. Yeah. It would, no. It would, know, put, no. I don't think campaign, it would. I don't they think put it would. Campaign. Uh, 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 um, they put um, on the campaign donations a certain amount of money you can donate. Well, guess what? They just figure out other ways to donate it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. all. Whenever they do stuff like that, I'm like, well, you can go through loopholes. That's where all really these matter. super packs came from. Yep, yep, yep. yep you yep. know, it's just, it's, uh, listen, these guys ain't billionaires and millionaires for being stupid. They're, 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 they're people who think outside the box. Oh, without and question. learn how to fix problems. I'm yep. not saying that they have bad agendas or good oh, yep. agendas. Yep. They're I'm human just saying beings. They're human <laughs> beings and they'll find a way around to help get some influence. Hundred percent agree, man. Hundred percent agree. I don't even think we're talking about Trump anymore, are we? We're not. We're not we got. <laughs> well, we're talking about politics. We're, we're talking about politics so. again. Just trying to educate people. Yeah. You know, trying to educate people. Um, you know, I don't know if I'm educating anybody. I'm just giving my lonely <laughs> old old opinion for myself. No, you're giving at a strong. Forty five years old up in Massachusetts. It's just I'm just tired of the political environment. I'm just tired of the petty fighting amongst parties yeah. and I'm tired of them pushing their personal agendas to get on their soapbox to get their 10 minutes of fame instead of really focusing on the people that, um, that it affects the American people. You know, you know, what was a lot, you know, Congress don't have a problem with promoting themselves a pay raise yeah. or the best health, best, best medical, um, um, but they 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 get the best health care, the best retirement, the best of everything, and they leave all the little guys behind. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why there should be term limits on Congress and Senate. We got people like Nancy Pelosi been in there forever. Listen, you know there's some dirty stuff going on. You, I mean, oh yeah, <laughs> there's no way you can be in political office for that uh, long and not be dirty. Yeah, that's why when I voted for. Um, that's why when I voted for Hillary and people were like, oh, well, she's dirty. I was like, of course she's dirty. They're all dirty, you know? It's like, They're all like, dirty. This is what you get from politicians. Listen, They're politicians. I'm a Trump dirty. guy, but yeah. I have to know at some point in Trump's career there was some dirty stuff going yeah, on. You can't, I mean, you can't be it, a multi-billionaire without doing something a little dirty. I mean, it, to, exactly. you just hope that the Somebody's dirty thing done, benefits he's, you. He's, he's definitely greased somebody's palms along the way. Oh, yeah. Okay? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, not, not a fool about that. <laughs> Hillary Clinton's a horrible, horrible human being. Like I was just, I was, I was just voting for her because Donald Trump was on the other side, and I don't, you know. And, and you know what? People can say what they can say about Donald Trump. Yeah. But think of all the people who have jobs because of him. You know, all these other politicians will talk about how he's such a bad person, and you know he's greedy. You know what I do? I look at them and say, okay, how many jobs have you created personally? Now, I'm not talking about programs you did through the government using my money. I'm talking about your own money. Tell me how many jobs you've created with your own money taking your own risk. Zilch. Zero. This guy has created hundreds of thousands of jobs with his own money taking his risk. So don't yeah. tell me that he's not a good man and he doesn't do good things. He's I'm, created jobs. What have you created other than 
turmoil, lies, deception. I was I was I was just about to ask. I was about to ask well to if you had if you had another person that doesn't believe in Trump or don't believe that he will make America great again or whatever the case might be, what would you tell them? But I mean, you basically just answer that. <laughs> I tell them everything I told you guys tonight. Yeah. See, I, th- I think he's created jobs. I wouldn't. I don't think that that's charitable. I think he's created jobs as a way to build his business and to make more money. So, I agree, which is totally it fine. But it's, that, it's not a charitable. I don't. I don't view that as. I don't a think he did it as a charity. But if it wasn't for him wanting to make more money and be more successful, those jobs wouldn't come. They wouldn't. But 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 at the same time, the, the sort of the sort of money that he's. Uh, amassed from doing that, the wealth that he's amassed from doing that would would go in in some other direction. It would go in some some other place. It, like it, it's not just money that comes out of somewhere. Like all the money that's 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 in our economy, it's already in our economy. Like he just he just sort of got money from elsewhere and put it towards these people, you know, which helps out those people a hundred percent. But it's not, you know. It's a huge trickle-down effect. He builds a building, guess what? You need iron workers, you need electricians, you need plumbers, you need steel, you need windows, you need asphalt. So it's a huge economic trickle-down effect where everybody's getting a little bit of a piece of the pie, it is, and then it, he has his full-time employees. It is, but you're just moving around money doing that. You're not creating money. Like that's, well, that's I'd these... rather have individuals do it than the government. Yeah, 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 no, I, yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah. yeah. So, Lou, Listen, um, the government doesn't know how to spend money. I paved, I had my own paving company and I paved the parking lot for uh, a contractor and it was for, it was a government agency and they built this garage, a two-car garage. I think they spent about $120,000 building that garage. You know how much I could build that garage for? <laughs> about twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So you know, when it comes to the government spending our money um, properly, um, yeah, I don't think so. It's easy to spend somebody else's money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, to to wrap this up, Lou, because I know it's getting kind of late over there. I know you like to go to sleep early. Uh, what, You're right, what, I do. <laughs> what's up? But I don't know if I'm going to be able to tonight. You guys got my point. Blood boiling. <laughs> got you, we got you going. <laughs> it's been a fun conversation. <laughs> um, wh- one last message to anybody that do not believe in Trump. What what would that message be to them? From you. Listen, those people who don't like Trump, we're not going to sway them one way or another. They've already made their mind up that he's no good for this country. My only comment to them would be have some faith. Give the man a chance. Do your part as an American. Work hard, and let's see where this, where this, uh, where his, where our future brings us with him. It can't be any worse than it's been through the Great Recession. It can only yeah. get better. Yeah. And if, if if the economy does get better, and people are starting to work, and people are starting to be more confident. And the economy is growing. The GDP is growing. Oh yeah, and yeah People yeah. are more comfortable. Let's, you know, whether you like Trump or not, let's give credit where credit's due. Then, if but if at the same time he destroys the economy, well then guess what? He needs it needs to behave, man. What you're doing ain't working. But at the same time, if things start to become positive, let's give credit 
to where it's due. Let's give it to where it's due. But the problem is, they, if those people are such die-hard anti-Trump people. It doesn't matter. They could paint the roads in gold. It doesn't <laughs> matter what you tell them. He's still the worst president in history, and he's a racist and a bigot and a fool and a foul mouth. It doesn't matter how good or how successful we become. Um, they're still uh, gonna not like him. You know what he? You know, I, I remember in the news not to drag this on, but. I remember when he was talking about Pakistan. Do you guys remember when he said, we give Pakistan a billion dollars a year and all they do is stab us in the back? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we don't, we're just not going to give them the money? This is what I don't understand. Why are we giving countries a billion dollars to be our friends when they're not our friends? Listen, we need a billion dollars to rebuild our infrastructure. They didn't get my vote to give another country a billion dollars. Uh, that's... A portion of my money, uh, my vote would be to keep it here in our own country and build our own infrastructure, make our military strong, feed the poor, educate our people, and take care of our elderly. Yeah. Yeah, we need, we need that money to stay here. We need it to stay here. Why are we giving it to them? So I mean, they I, think, can- I, th- I, would, I would imagine that if we got up to Congress and, 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 and talked to them about that at think it would be a bit, a bit more complicated than that. I think there's a reason that we give them that money. I really do. We're bribing them to be our friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah to, well, to let us, to let us use uh, territories for military operations. We're going to shake your hands. We're going to shake your hand as soon as you... Listen, they didn't help us. They were hiding Bin Laden, okay? I think that they was complicated. I, I think, I think Al-Qaeda has a strong reach over there and... and it's it's hard not to hide Bin Laden. <laughs> yeah, I think you die if you don't hide Bin Laden. Sometimes. Yeah, well, I think there was. I think their intelligence may have known where he was. Yeah, um, yeah, they might have. And uh, trust me, they're, they're, they're no friends of ours. Yeah. Um, and and that's our problem. We can't be friends with everybody. Hey, we'll respect you. You respect us, but I'm not giving you a billion dollars anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, Lou, it's been a it's been a pretty fun conversation. Uh, we appreciate right. you taking time out of your day to um, you know come on the show today. Uh, I know. Hey, we- just for the record, because I know all the people that are going to hear this show is Texas from Texas. I just want to let you guys know I love the great state of Texas. San Antonio. I think it's the greatest state especially. in the United States. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. <laughs> San Antonio, especially. He loves San Antonio. <laughs> I love San Antonio. I'll tell you what. If I didn't, uh, if I wasn't so invested heavily up here in Massachusetts, I would live in Texas. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, so what about? Well, y'all didn't really get to go to Houston that much. How, no, how, but. How did you like the valley when you when you came down in December? I liked it. I, I gotta tell you, the people in Texas are extremely polite. Come to Massachusetts. If people in <laughs> Texas want to know what rude is all about and snobbiness, come to Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, people are too busy in their daily lives to say hello. I cannot believe the amount of respect people have in Texas and just you know, personal courtesy to one another. Yes, sir. No, sir. Young people acting like that. It's just, it's it's very impressive. And, uh, 
it's just, it's amazing. I, I just love Texas. I, I, if there's such a thing as reincarnation, I'd like to put a little mark, send me back as a cowboy in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> as a cowboy. <laughs> well, man, Lou, once again, we appreciate you coming on the show. Finally. All right, I know. Man. Have a great night guys. And uh, say, say, lot, say hi to Maria and the kids. Uh, we'll see you guys. I sure this summer. Thank you. All right. Good night. Once again, that was my uh, cousin, Lou, from Massachusetts. Uh, pretty interesting conversation that we had, had with him earlier today. Fun, fun and conversation. Yeah, uh, that's why I was kind of excited when when I posted on, actually posted on Facebook for anybody that, who doesn't follow us on Facebook. I asked if there was any Trump supporters that wanted to come on the show and have a conversation. Um, he was one, well, he was the first person that said, you know, he was interested and I was excited about that because, you know, just I know him. Um, I knew it, was, it would be interesting. And we've been trying to get a hold of him for the past two weeks. But this past week, we had an interview earlier in the day. And we got done too late. I think it's an hour difference over there. Yeah. So we had to cut. You know, we, we didn't have time to record it. But I uh, hope you guys liked it. I hope you guys found it uh, interesting. And, I mean, like he said, we're not going to change nobody's mind. Uh, that that's not the idea either. We're not trying to convert you into a Trump supporter. Um, again, the idea is just to see where give, the other person's coming from. Give somebody not, somebody else an opportunity to speak their mind. C- kind of like religion. I mean, yeah. kind of like you know, you came here as when we had the atheist episode. Agnostic um, atheist. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, the idea wasn't to make anybody else, you know, an atheist or or no, whatever. No. Um, just the talk. idea is just to get somebody's point of view because. Um, I think you share this on Facebook. Nowadays, you can't really sit here and have a conversation with anybody about religion, race, or politics. Yeah. Because things always get heated. So yeah. to, to have it on the show, uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully you guys have some feedback on it. If you do, please uh, go to our Facebook page at Show. That's J-V-A-Z as in zebra, S-H-O-W. Uh, send us a message. Leave a comment. Also, our website is finally finally done which is www.thejvastshow.com. Big time sure, now. Make sure you guys go to the website. Uh, at the bottom of the homepage, there's a survey. Uh, if you guys got five minutes, uh, fill it out. Let us know what you think. Um, any questions, any suggestions, any, anybody you guys would like for us to have on the show, send us an email at info at thejvastshow.com. That's info at T-H-E-J-V-A-Z show.com. And uh, as always, follow all of our social media pages, Instagram, Twitter, uh, JVAS Show, same as the Facebook page. But, but before we get done, you got any final thoughts, any, anything you would like to say? Uh, no, no, not really. I, th- I think the, the, the interview was uh, really well, really well done. Like a couple of my best friends are Trump supporters, so I didn't, I didn't feel that there would be some sort of heated argument there. But yeah, it was it was an interesting conversation. Nothing nothing illuminating, but 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 a fun conversation. No, I know I know one of my one of our well he's here, but we didn't have the extra mic. Uh, Nucci, you want to say you want to say something? I know you've been wanting to say something, so uh, go ahead. The mic is yours. Yeah, man. Uh, I just want to say I feel like Trump Trump is gonna make America great again, man. Like. <laughs> Like, man, I was tired of uh, Obama, uh, Obama, because, you know, he looked like he, he will bomb you. <laughs> and uh, But anyways, uh, I believe Trump is good for America. Uh, you guys give him a shot, man. He's, he's going to give us jobs, man. You don't even like to work. So what do you worry about jobs? But so that's all you wanted to say? 
Yeah, you should have let me say it at the beginning. Okay, well, fuck off then. Uh, so anyways, <laughs> um, that was our friend, Nucci. Uh, he's actually wearing a Make, Make America Great hat right now. Uh, wish we were on Facebook Live or something so you guys could see it. Goofy-ass looking hat. Um, <laughs> and, hey, Nucci, you and Hector still still talking or are y'all still on that bullshit? No, man, he's still, he's still tripping because I like Trump. Uh, yeah, they, um, Hector's here legally, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> I would understand why he hates your ass. Uh, might, not, might not be too happy. <laughs> I'll send his ass back. <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> but, um, well, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, as always, have a good weekend. Uh, actually, no, because today, today will be Monday. So, how the fuck, well, have a good week. Have a good week. Happy President's Day. Uh, if you're a Trump supporter, hope you liked it. If you're not a Trump supporter, give us any feedback you might have on it. Uh, we might have you on the show. Yeah. And um, that's it. Later, bitches. Bye. Bye.